Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Wasn't that cool? Yeah. So that's a video that the the ministry over in Pakistan sent me this week. Um, They went a little nuts on the drone, uh, you know, the sweeping uh, videos, but that's okay. Um, So such an honor uh, to be a part of that. You guys, um, really cool that VFC gets to be a part of uh, what God's doing. He's literally breaking revival out in Pakistan. Um, We, in attendance at that crusade, was just short of 80,000 people. Um, and uh, over 71,000 gave their hearts to Jesus for the first time. It was amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, if you have any more questions, I don't want to talk about Pakistan every week. Okay, so if, if, if you have more questions uh, for me or Dylan or anything like that, if you want to see more pictures, um, on my page I did a, um, an album. Uh, on my Facebook page I did an album called uh, Pakistan, and uh, there's like over 60 pictures there and some videos as well. Um, last week I shared about it as well. And so I'm uh, really excited about what God's doing and, and really honored uh, to be a part. And you guys are a part too. And so, um, yeah, if you have any questions, ask. Um, super excited about sharing with you guys this morning. Um, I uh, Before I get started, I want to let you know about a couple things. Um, I, I sent a text to a few guys. There is a um, multi-church men's discipleship breakfast that's just going for four weeks um, starting this Thursday. It's Thursday mornings from 6.30 to 7.45, um, and it's downtown, um, and we are one of five churches uh, that are getting together um, from multiple races, multiple denominations, and we're just doing a, a short Bible study and discussion together. Sorry, ladies, it's guys only uh, right now. Maybe we'll do a women's one later. So I'm looking for around 15 guys. I already have reached out to a few, and I've got around 12 or so. So if you're interested in being a part of that, guys, it's just a four-week commitment. It's before work starts, and so we would, uh, we would I'd love for you to join me in that. So this morning, are y'all doing okay? You're doing good? Okay, all right, just making sure. Wasn't worship great? Yeah, really good. God's so good. He's so faithful. Um, so this morning, I want to talk to you about a message entitled, Connect the Dots. Now, if you grew up in my generation, you probably heard Pee Wee Herman's voice in your head saying, connect the dots. Anyone, Pee Wee's Playhouse fans? Okay, and they did connect. Okay, I just want to just say that just to get it out of the way, all right? So we're all on the same page. Um, But yeah, so we're talking about connecting the dots uh, this morning. Um, The the Lord taught me something about this several years ago, and I've actually, I shared a version of this message a long, long time ago when I was youth pastor, um, when the Lord had first shown it to me. How many of you, now I don't recommend movies, okay, in general. I don't recommend movies because the moment I say this is a good movie, it's going to be offensive to someone else, right? And so I just, I don't recommend movies, but I grew up and I memorized Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
Does anyone else? Ferris, right? I think I still quote that movie about once a week, that and Tommy Boy. But I do not recommend those movies. You understand. Um, and so uh, Ferris, uh, my, my brother and I, we, we would just quote it over and over and over. But I remember watching it as a kid, and, and uh, there was a scene that I really liked. And it was when they went, you know, he skipped school, if you're not familiar with the movie, uh, which kids, don't do that. Um, and and he, he goes to the Chicago Museum of Art. And they're looking at the different art, and one of the uh, one of the characters, whose name is Cameron, is looking at a specific painting. And and as he looks at, at the painting, he notices that it's actually made up of of dots, not uh, brush strokes, which is the normal way to paint. And it always just caught my attention. And I remember, uh, you know, wanting to know more about that painting and where it came from and how it was done. And so, so I'd love to tell you that I'm a student of art, but I'm actually just a movie watcher. And uh, there is a type of impressionist art that's called pointillism. Pointillism is where you actually create the impression of an image without drawing the image by little dots, little specks. Okay, And you can Google this and, and all that kind of stuff if you want to learn more about it. But the image, that, the, the painting that I saw was by an artist named Surratt. Um, and the name of this painting is A Sunday Afternoon in the Island of La Grande Jatte. And it was painted in the 1880s. It took this guy two years to complete this. Now, it's a large painting. It's seven feet tall and it's ten feet wide. But the reason that it took him so long to complete it is because it's made up of millions, millions of little dots. That whole, that entire painting is made up of tiny dots. And if you were to see it in person and get up really close to you, and get up really close to it, it would, you would see just tiny dots everywhere. As a matter of fact, this is a blown up version of the painting. That's what it looks like uh, when you get up really close. And so this interested me, and I, I'll never forget, we were having a, a, a time, our leadership of the church was having a time of worship and, and, and rest and retreat and just seeking the Lord on what he was doing here at BFC. And the Lord brought this painting back to me. I remember thinking about it. And I remember him saying, be the dot. Be the dot and connect the dots. And I remember him just kind of sharing with me about what his goal for my life and his goal for our church and his goal for all of us, all believers, is. And I want to share a scripture with you. It's uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10, and it says this, this is the New Living Translation. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. I like that. One version says we are his handiwork. Another version says we are his workmanship. But I like the word masterpiece here a little bit better, and here's why. The Greek word that's used here is poema. Does that sound like anything to you? Sounds like a poem, right? Sounds like art. Uh, so a, a poema is not just something that you build out of physical material, right? Uh, it's something that you create. And there's a beauty and there's an artistry to it. And, and so it says that we are God's masterpiece, his poema. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now, it's easy for us to take this verse and to individualize it and say, you know, you are God's masterpiece and you are God's masterpiece and you are God's masterpiece. And that is sort of true, right? Because God has saved you and he's done great things in you, through you, and for you. 
But the masterpiece that God created is the collective salvation. Is all of us working together. I want you to think about it like this. God is the painter, and he's a pointillist painter, and we are the dots. Look, you are called to ministry. If you're a believer, you are called to minister, right? The, the, the idea that like the pastor or the elders or the leaders of a church are the ones that do ministry is not a biblical idea. Uh, I, as the lead pastor here, I'm the coach, right, that helps get you ready for the spiritual game that is played Monday through Saturday, And so my job as coach is to not just play in the game, although I do. My my job as coach is to get you ready, is to get you trained up, is to get you empowered and taught and, and, and confident in who you are in Christ so that you can go do the work of the ministry. Amen? Here's the thing. Sometimes we get this panicky feeling that what we're doing in our lives, maybe we work at the post office, maybe we work in an accounting firm, or we're a school teacher or a nurse, and we're like, oh, but I'm supposed to be a minister. I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to have this great ministry. Jamie's the coach, and I'm the player, and what am I doing with my life? And I want to encourage you this morning. I want to take the pressure off. You are a minister, but what God is asking you to do is not produce a beautiful, wonderful, masterpiece painting. He's asking you to be a dot. He's asking you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. He's asking you to, to yield to him and that you be the right color dot in the right spot in the painting and connected to other dots to form this collective masterpiece that he is painting through his son, Jesus. So that's what I want to talk to you about this morning is how to be a part of God's masterpiece. I want to give you three things that you can do. Three ways that you can be a part of God's masterpiece. Are you ready? Do you want to be the dot? Do you want to be in the painting? Absolutely. So let's look at this. The first way is that you got to be the right color dot. You got to be the right color dot. Now, let me explain what that means. Now, the paintings that we looked up, looked at earlier, um, both the one that I used for the for the uh, for the slides and the the one by Surratt that we looked at earlier, they weren't all the same color dot, were they? As a matter of fact, if they were all the same color dot, it'd be a really boring painting. And you wouldn't be able to differentiate and make out shapes and, 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 and sizes and, and things like that, right? You know, when I say be, be the right color dot, color comes from reflection. Color comes from ref- reflection. So, so like right now, so this morning, I'm wearing a green shirt. And, and we say that this shirt is green. It's actually plaid because, you know, that's kind of the thing. But I'm wearing a green shirt. But here's the thing. This shirt is not actually green. This shirt is actually every color but green. Because when, we, when you see green, it's because green is reflecting off of the material. Every other color um, is being absorbed into the shirt. So a green shirt is actually everything but green. All right, are you with me? Are you, are you remembering this back in science class, some of you? Okay. So your eyes see the, the color is based on waveforms, how quickly they move. 
And so your eyes, if you're not colorblind, are seeing green. Some of you are like, he's wearing green? Yeah. So your eyes are, 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 are understanding the, the color um, of this shirt as it's bouncing off the shirt and it's reflecting the light. Now here's what's interesting. Color is only seen when there's light. Even though the shirt retains its properties of potentially being green, blue, red, yellow, purple, whatever, it's only once the light is being shined on the object that you see its color. So in, in the same way, God designed you to reflect him in a unique way. And it's going to be a little bit different than the way that others reflect God. And that's okay because you are called to be who God has called you to be. You were designed and you were made with a specific purpose in mind. And it's okay that your color dot looks a little different than someone else's. You've got to walk in confidence in your giftings and your callings. I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, this whole chapter is awesome, and it's about spiritual gifts and how the Holy Spirit moves in each one of us, and it looks differently um, when he moves in each one of us. So I want to read a few passages here. First of all, verses 4 through 6. Verses 4 through 6 of 1 Corinthians 12 says this, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. What does that mean? It means as you reflect the light of the Lord, it's going to look different. And that's by design. It's okay that your color dot looks a little different. You might, you know, we, I was talking about this with the kids this morning. You know, when it's hot, you always want it to be cold. When it's cold, you always want it to be hot, right? And, and you know, we always want what we don't have. And it's so easy for us to, to look at someone else and say, wow, they've got this, this, and this. I really wish I had that. And then sometimes, and, and you've been through this, is you get that, and then you want something else. The, the want inside of us is never satisfied. And as soon as we get what we think we want, we now want something else. And so oftentimes, when it comes to ministry and calling and purpose, you know, we, we look at someone else's color dot and we say, wow, man, I, I wish I was doing that. I wish I was gifted in that way. I wish I could sing like, like the Kings and Blake. Or I wish I could sing like the Hancocks can. And I wish I could play an instrument, you know, like Doug can. And, 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 and you start wanting someone else's color, but God has made you and fashioned you specifically to reflect him in the way that he wants. You don't ever want to insult God by telling him that he made a mistake when he designed you. Now, here's the deal. This doesn't mean, just for some balance here, this doesn't mean that everything you do is okay. Well, this is just how God made me. No, that's not true. God, God did not ordain sin in your life, right? That, that's, there, there is a partnership we enter into with the Holy Spirit where he uh, takes his Holy Spirit sandpaper and begins to rub off those rough edges. 
And so this is not a, well, God loves me just how I am, and I'm perfect just how I am. He loves you just how you are, but he's got somewhere for you to be, and he's got change for you to embrace. Are you with me? Okay? So we need to be the right color dot. Let's keep reading. Um, I'm going to look at verses 12 through 23. This is kind of a longer passage. I'm in the New Living Translation of the Bible. It says this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles. All right, so that's your spiritual heritage or maybe even your race. Some are slaves, some are free. All right, some of us are blue-collar workers, some of us are white-collar workers, right? But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says I am not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, And guys, put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Could you imagine you're at Walmart because that's where all the weird stuff happens? And then all of a sudden there's just a hand coming down down the aisle. Like the hamburger helper hand, right? You'd You'd like run in stark terror. That's so weird, right? Because we understand that we need all the body parts in order to become fully human, right? And so if, if there was just a big eye floating down the aisle, right, floating down produce, that would be weird. That would be weird. Why? Because we inherently know that we need all these other parts. Verse 20, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Verse 21, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact... Some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Think about that. How many of you thought about your liver this morning? Very few. Wake up, man, I hope my liver's going to do great for me today, filtering out all that stuff. No, we don't think about it because it's hidden. Like you don't see some of the most important parts of you are the parts that you don't see. I mean, think about this. What two organs will you die if they stop working? Your heart and your brain, right? Can anyone see anyone's heart or brain right now? If you can, come up for prayer afterwards. We're going to, there's an issue. (laughs) No, no, no. These parts are hidden even though they're arguably the most important parts, right? Check out what he says. Verse 21, the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. All right, now we're not going to, Paul's kind of making a joke here. He's being funny. We're not going to get too crude here, but you don't wear underwear on your hands. Right? I mean, we clothe and protect the parts that are really, really important. And just because something's not visible doesn't mean it's not important. There's this idea, you guys, that the best ministries are the most visible ministries. The most effective ministers are the ones with the largest platform. And I'm here to tell you that that's not necessarily true. 
The key to success in ministry is obedience. Doing what God has told you to do. If God has told you to do one thing tomorrow, you wake up and you feel like the Lord's leading you to do just one thing. You know that he's called you to do that and you do it. Guess what? You have been successful in your ministry. You've done the right thing. You know, the idea, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting. Someone asked me this morning and I've been asked a couple of times, what's it like preaching to 80,000 and then coming back and preaching, you know, to our size church. And, the, the, and my answer is, it doesn't matter. Preaching to a ton of people like that, it was fun. But I just want to be obedient. And whether it's five people, 5,000 people, or 500,000 people, I just want to preach what God says to preach. I, I just want to tell the truth. I mean, I would rather a handful of people really get it and their lives be changed than preach to this huge, massive crowd and it bounces off of them. And so I I encourage you, look, we can't get caught up in in, in this comparison trap. We can't get caught up in all this stuff. Don't compare your dot color to someone else's. They're supposed to be different on purpose. That's what forms the image. Romans eleven twenty nine. I also just want to bring this up quickly. It says, for God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. The New King James says his gifts and his callings are irrevocable. The King James says without repentance. That, that's a weird phrase, without repentance. Not your repentance, God's repentance. In other words, God's not going to change his mind about the giftings and callings that he's given to you. Now, sometimes he will shift your giftings and calling. Sometimes he will move you. He will, he will change your color dot to something else over time as you mature, as you come into different seasons of your life. But his call on your life is not irrevocable. This is good news for you. You can't screw up so bad that God's like, all right, I'm out. This guy has no more giftings. I'm no longer going to call this guy. I no longer have a plan for this guy. No, that lady, no, she's done too much. That's just not the heart of God. You don't see that. The gifts and calling of God can never be withdrawn. Amen? So not only do we have to be the right color dot, but we also, you need to get your dot in the right spot. You need to get your dot in the right spot. you got to allow the Lord to place you once you get your color settled. To place you in the right section. You know, if, if the, the, the painter who's making the dots and he's, he's drawing the figures out of the dots. If, if he all of a sudden starts inserting other color dots in the wrong spot, it's not going to make the image that he wants, right? So you've got to allow the Lord to place you where you're supposed to be. Look, get plugged in. Be a part of a local community of believers and serve within your call. Hebrews. Chapter 10, 24 and 25 says, let us think of ways. Okay, that means that's intentionality. And when you're thinking of something, when you're saying, I'm going to think of a way to do something, you're being very active, right? So let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Look. You are called to community, and you need each other. 
a painting of one little dot is not interesting. Right? But that dot placed within the context of other dots, other color dots, can make an amazing, an amazing painting. You need other people. Allow God to place you in a specific scene that he is painting. Did you know that being a part of this body of believers is not just about you? Now, see, we Westerners, we Americans, we're really good at being consumers, right? We consume. And so we tend to look at at churches as as like a, a consumer activity. Well, I like this one. I just like that color on the walls, and they always sing my favorite song. Look, that's cool. Should you be ministered to by at your church services? Yes. Okay? But is church all about you? No. I saw a funny meme once. It was a couple meeting with a pastor, and they said, Pastor, uh, we're sorry, but we just weren't pleased with today's service. And the pastor said, good, because it wasn't for you. We just have this tendency to make everything about us, right? Look, here's the deal. This gathering here is not only about you. Look at this verse again. Listen to how many times it says one another or together. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another Right? It's, it's, it's not just about us as individuals. It's about the collective group. You know, Jesus discipled in groups. Think about that. He had his three that were really close to him. He had his 12 that were the apostles. He had 70 that he sent out on missionary journeys. He had 120 in the upper room. He had over 500 that he appeared to after he was resurrected. I mean, he, there were groups Jesus saves you one-on-one, but he disciples you in groups. You need other people. The other colors of the dots near you make your dot matter. They bring meaning to your dot. Now, God may occasionally move your dot. He may change the setting and the scenery where he's placed you. But guess what? That's his job, not yours. He's the painter. And he moves people. He moves people. I was a youth pastor and a worship leader and working a corporate job for a long time, over a decade. And then he moved my dot to a different place. He said, I want you to be a lead pastor here. So there was, there was a transition, but that wasn't my transition to fight for and to earn. That was his transition to make as the master painter. Amen? Last one. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. Reflect the light of Christ in the way that he's created for you. Get your dot in the right spot and then connect the dots. Joining with other dots is so important, even if they don't reflect God exactly like you do. Look at this verse, Ephesians four fifteen through 16. It says this. Instead, the instead is talking about being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Doesn't he, though? I mean, think, I mean, our body's like, I don't have to work to make my hand stay on my arm. Right? It just, I mean, I can, it's still here. 
And it's God. God is the glue that keeps us all together, even with our differences. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each spot does its own special work, individual work, it helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. God has made us dependent on each other. We've got to walk in that dependence. We've got to practice that dependence. It's so easy for you as an individual, for us as a church here at VFC, to just get really independent and think, well, you know, God's doing great things here at VFC. He is. He's getting people saved. He is. He's healing people. He is. So we don't need anyone else. We are the light in our community. No, we're a light in our community. We're one of many lights, and we've got a color dot that we are, and we've got a a position he's placed us in, but we have to practice intentional dependence. I'll give you an example real quick. November 16th or 17th, whatever that Saturday is, we, it's the Saturday, the weekend before Thanksgiving, we were planning on doing a manna drop here at the church. As you know, we have a food pantry. We, um, we hand out thousands of meals every year to people. Uh, it's just an awesome ministry. And, and so we were planning a manna drop where we can uh, hand out at least 200 bags of food, a lot of food, get people you know, ready for Thanksgiving. Um, and it was going to be great, going to be here. You know. And then we found out that Celebration Church, which is another church in town, it's a good, healthy church, that they're having a big event on that day as well, where they're handing out turkeys, and they're, they've got like, I think they're going to have like a bounce house for kids, and they partnered with a homeless coalition, and they're going to be giving out, you know, some, um, some supplies, some, some needs, some toiletries, things like that. We found out about that, and so you know what we're going to do? We're going to do our manna drop at their church. We're going to go partner with them. Why not? Why not? We're connecting our dots. I like this picture. It could potentially be a hipster waiting on his coffee at Starbucks. But I'm pretty sure it's Jesus praying. I love how this picture is made up of all these different dots. Uh, And I love how the image wouldn't work if there were other colored dots in the wrong space and in the wrong part and if they weren't all connected. If we saw just each individual dot, it wouldn't be interesting. But all together, working together, it forms the image of Jesus. When we each reflect our own color, allow God to put our dot in the right spot, and then connect our dots, we reflect Jesus to the world. The world is desperate to see Jesus revealed in us. But it takes all of us yielding to his plan, yielding to his way to become the masterpiece that he's painting. And my question for you this morning is this. Are you willing to be a dot? Look, you don't have to be the whole painting. All you have to do is be a dot. Reflect the color God's asking you to reflect as he shines on you. Allow him to place you in the area where you will thrive and the area that you were made for. And then learn to connect your dot to the other dots because you're not independent. You're dependent on each other. Are you willing to be a dot? Let's stand for prayer.
Next week, if everything goes right, I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to actually show you. You guys, if you don't know, we're in the process of raising funds for a new sanctuary. And um, I'm going to show you the building. We've been working with an architect. We got the floor plan. We got the the building. And so next week, we're going to be talking about impact, and I'm going to be showing you that. So don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. But I want to encourage you right now, if everyone will close their eyes, I want us to do business. Whenever we hear from God's word, we always want to respond. It's not just information to be known. It's a lifestyle to be lived. And you know what? If you're really honest with yourself, you may be here this morning, and you're not reflecting any color because the light of Christ is not shining on you. You've never invited him to be Lord of your life. You've never made the decision to say, you know what? It's not my life I'm living. It's God's life I'm living. You've never surrendered your will to him. You've never said, from this moment forward, I belong to Jesus. Jesus, I repent of my sin and my old ways, and I turn to you. If you've, never, if you've never made him Lord of your life, then you're not reflecting anything. You're just sitting there in the dark. You were created for something greater than that. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, we're not going to embarrass you. We're, we're not going to you know, put you up in front of everyone. But what we want to do is we want to pray for you so that you know that you know that you know that you belong to him. Will there be a home in heaven for you? Yes, but there will also be a purpose on earth for you as well as you reflect his light. With everyone with their eye closed, if there's anyone you've never made Jesus Lord of your life and you know that it's your time right now, just raise your hand real high. We're gonna pray with you later. I'll give you instructions. But if that's you, raise your hand so I can see you. And it would be our honor to introduce you to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For everyone else, I want to lead you guys in a prayer where you respond and you commit to be a dot. So if you will, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. And thank you that you're using me to paint a beautiful picture of who you are to the world. I commit to you. I'm willing to be a dot. I'll be the right color dot and reflect you in the way you're asking me to. And I'll get my dot in the right spot and let you place me in the scene you have for me. And I commit to connect the dots. I recognize my relationship with you is not just about me. By your grace, I'll be the dot that you're asking me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Steph, will you close us? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.